0: Previously on the Early Dinner Podcast. Uh, we're we're gonna try to do this podcast every week. 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 Two thousand years later. Hey Jill. Hey. Back to another episode of the Early Dinner Podcast. This is after
1: our hiatus.
0: Yes. After a very, 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 very long time. I apologize.
1: We were in a fight. Nick and I had a fight. (laughs) I sent him a picture of me in this like pink polka dotted dress and I said, Do I look fat in this? And he said Yes.
0: (laughs) But we have to be honest with our friends. I think the last episode I did say we need to be more honest with one another.
1: Quarantine's been hard on all of us guys. And we're
0: in it together. Yeah, I I want to take this time to apologize Joe because we originally recorded this episode a week ago and it was supposed to come out last Monday, but uh when I was in the post editing session, I realized that my mic wasn't on. So, it was just I you can't even tell time. you
1: how happy I was that you did that. I was just so it was it, it was no big deal, Nick. No. It was seriously fine. I wasn't mad at all. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> I think that's the reason that we haven't talked for an entire week. <laughs>
1: This is actually a pretty good segue into our topic for the day. Me pretending to not be mad at Nick and bottling it all in until one day I explode on him.
0: What are we talking about today, Joe?
1: Relationships. What kind? (laughs) The romantic kind. You. Yeah, that was pretty much your response. This was one of the first episode topics I proposed, and Nick immediately shot it down, and he said, I don't want to talk about that stuff. Also... I've never even talked to a girl before. <laughs> but basically, I kept badgering Nick over and over to do this topic, and finally we we, uh, we got here. Yeah,
0: we're here, and it's going to be great.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? We You and I spend a lot of time talking about human interaction and different relationships, so why not tackle the big one?
0: Talk about you know?
1: our own. Our own? Our, oh my, please, please. If you think well, this is a romantic relationship, no, not. I, I think we need to pause the episode. I meant and... our own
0: individual relationships with other people.
1: <laughs> All right. Anyway, yeah, that's what we're going to cover today. I had a lot more energy about this topic two weeks ago because I just watched a really good uh, dating show. And, you know, Nick messing up has effectively killed that energy. But I'm going to try and, you know, recapture that. <laughs> If you guys want to hear the original episode of just my voice since Nick did his wrong, I'll release that. <laughs> That'd be
0: pretty funny because there's no you cannot hear myself, so it'd just be you like answering questions that are not happening. Which I think would be pretty
1: I mean, that's pretty much my day to day life. I do live two thousand miles away from everybody I love and I'm currently quarantined, so yes, I do talk to the plants <laughs> and the pets. <laughs> uh, there's been a lot of good things that have changed in my life recently. For example, I started sleeping under a weighted blanket.
0: Oh. What is that like?
1: amazing it's very cozy i don't know it's like it's a happening thing i'm sure some listeners have uh tried it my mom she's a sewer she sews me wonderful things all the time <laughs> she mailed me a weighted blanket and she was complaining about how expensive it was to <laughs> ship it well the <laughs> like, blanket was like 25 well, see, pounds you gotta so.
0: name it something else so they don't think <laughs> that it's
1: heavier well actually you can get a really cheap shipping rate on books i don't know if you knew that she should have just, yeah, said, just that. said it was a book so, anyway, uh, this is not related to the topic at all. I just want to have a PSA. Weighted blankets are incredible. I am sleeping much more soundly than I used to. However, I'm dreaming a lot more, which is kind of Ooh. weird. But Nightmares are yeah. just normal dreams? Well, I had a really scary dream last night. I can't even, I shouldn't even talk about it, but I had a terrifying dream last night. I won't get into the details. It involved murder, and oh, then Jesus. I was, I know, I was laying in my bed. My bathroom's not in my bedroom, so I have to go out into the dark hallway to go to the bathroom. And I was laying there, and I listened to a lot of crime podcasts, true crime. Mm -hmm. And that that could be another episode topic that we have on the table. But I was laying there, and why my brain went there, I don't know. But my next thought was, you know what? I bet those girls that were killed by, like, Ted Bundy, I bet they always thought it wouldn't be them. It would never be them that got killed. And I was laying there thinking to myself, it's never going to be me. But that's what all the dead Bundy's victims thought,
0: (laughs) so I couldn't sleep.
1: Well, no, that that part wasn't a dream. That was real. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? Let's change it into something that's just as dark and depressing, but on a different (laughs) note. And we're gonna get right into the romantic relationships. (laughs) So yeah, we have some actual discussion points to talk about involving relationships, but before we get too serious. Nick and I wanted to offer a little, some anecdotes about our uh, dating history up until you know this point we're at now. So obviously we have to start dating before what it was like to date before college. But I w- I wanted to start right from the beginning because that's where mm-hmm. the good stories come from. And Nick told me a really good story about uh, how dating in his elementary school was.
0: Yeah, well I uh, I was actually thinking about this more today because. I took my mess up of not having my mic on as an opportunity to improve this podcast in the future I didn't just sit on it I thought more so I I remember this one story um, in preschool so I was like six years old so you know that I was spitting game very young
1: oh
0: god my I I heard this story from my parents so I think my mom reminded me of the story a couple times but I was in this class and we were like coloring or something and I was sitting across from this girl and I guess I just looked up and I said you know what you're a beauty. And I says this to her. For, for... I said this to her. <laughs> All right, I'm editing that out. No, I says this to her. I said this to her, and my parents have not let this go for a very long time. And my grandma just still remembers it for some reason, and will just, like, keep saying, oh, how's that girl doing? And I was just like, I haven't talked to her since preschool, Grandma. What are you talking about? <laughs> but in elementary school, um, I mentioned last week that I went to a very small elementary school and there was last week, 17 really? weeks ago when we recorded our this <laughs> podcast, I, I had about 16 kids in my class. The date, I don't even, I wouldn't even consider it dating. I would consider like <laughs> just awkward child interactions with, no,
1: no, it's love. Yeah. Don't it was
0: true it. love. I think, but, um, every week. Every Thursday, we would take a bus to the local YMCA where we would have gym class.
1: (laughs) It's like I said, that is so Catholic school. (laughs) To have to take a bus to get to a gym. (laughs) That's so Catholic school. But, like,
0: back then, I didn't even think about how weird it was until now. I'm just like, that was the weirdest thing I've ever done in elementary school.
1: I I used to have to take like three buses just to get home when I was in Catholic school and I lived like 11 minutes away from the school. (laughs) Like that's how many buses I had to take because I was at Catholic school and they had less buses circulating around.
0: (laughs) But we... So yeah, we would take these buses back and forth to the YMCA and the the common sign of a, a girl and a guy that were talking to one another is that they would sit together on the bus and occasionally if you held their hand... You were assumed to be a couple in, in like elementary school. So yes, maybe once or twice that happened, and everybody would be the talking like, "Oh my God, who's he? Who's he sitting with? Who's he holding her hand?" And that I would just be a thing she... with everybody, or it was just me. I don't know.
1: I'm astounded that a nun or priest didn't immediately put a stop to that.
0: Yeah, but surprisingly. Save room for <laughs> Jesus. We didn't have very many <laughs> nuns. Well, we had no nuns. Probably like one priest.
1: I can't remember if I had nuns and priests at my school, but. I I think that story's so goofy because either I was just well, the weird kid sitting in the corner of the classroom picking my nose in elementary school, <laughs> no comment from you, or people in my elementary school just didn't, like, interact in that way. I really cannot remember any, I can't even remember having a crush on anybody in elementary school. I feel like all I wanted to do was just play hopscotch and the monkey bars at recess with my friends and... I, I don't know, that's not really a memory I ever had from elementary school. Right, but I
0: mean, it, it wasn't really a thought in my head that I had to go out and, like, it was It was kind of like a, a cultural thing in elementary school. It was just like, okay, I see other people doing it, so now I have to also be doing it.
1: In the last episode, um, we talked about how at that elementary school age, based off of the study we saw that girls stick with girls boys stick with boys they stay within their gender and blah blah so it's kind of surprising maybe it was just your weird school i don't know maybe i was
0: just like ahead of my time i guess
1: maybe like one girl and guy were holding hands and you were like oh my god it's everyone (laughs) it's (laughs) me yeah i do i do however remember my first crush because it's uh interesting this plays into my story even more but I switched from Catholic school to public school um fourth grade was my first year and I was talking to these girls on my first or second first week of school let's say it was my first week you know we were gonna know each other and they were like so who do you think you have a crush on here and in my head my wheels were spinning immediately like am I supposed to pick somebody who do I have a crush on who do I have a crush on and I remember this boy named Devin was on the monkey bars and um I can still I remember his last name still he moved away you guys don't know him but uh, Hi, Devin. <laughs> I, he was my first crush. I don't think I spoke to him one time, but I had a crush on him, and uh, that's pretty much how I interacted with all my crushes for the next, like, eight years. Well, that, <laughs> that
0: reminds me, like, that was the crazy part about these, like, elementary school relationships, is, like, everybody would peer pressure you into, like, dating someone, and then you just, when you would see each other, you would just be awkwardly not looking at one another. <laughs> you just wouldn't talk. Yeah, like but different. that's
1: real life, too. That's still real life. At some <laughs> points, yeah. yeah. But I I know you voiced that you didn't really... Well, I don't know if you felt pressured or not. I never felt pressured to date anybody. I never felt it was a social norm because I was terrified of getting a boyfriend... In middle school junior high um, because I didn't have a cell phone and I was so scared that the boy was going to call my home phone and my mom and dad would pick up and said boy would say is Jill around and then my parents would know a boy was calling for me (laughs) so I specifically avoided boyfriends for years because I was scared of that yeah my little sister was um two grades below me so if at the time I did have a a quote-unquote boyfriend and I was like (laughs) <laughs> yeah so if I was walking with the guy and I would uh, my class would pass her class or something like that drop the hand walk away from the boy Nellie can't know anything <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's my Catholic family. Maybe it's just me being an embarrassed person, oh, no, but I, think, I was terrified.
0: I think that's a common thing is, like, when you're younger. I never wanted my parents to know if I was talking or dating to someone. Jeez. To
1: be fair, when I started dating Anthony our, our junior year of school, I didn't tell my parents for, like, months and months. And my dad was a, is a professor at the college <laughs> we went to, so. word got around and one of the accounting professors said oh I heard your daughter's dating Anthony he's a good student or something like that and got a call from my dad and he said what's this news about some boy and It was terrifying. Yeah, I, was in the room I don't and know. Like, oh. <laughs> I was more like, Dad. I don't know. He's getting him confused with your other daughter. I don't. It's. It's. I don't have a boyfriend. I swear.
0: <laughs> but no, that's that's so. interesting. I I would say that in my perspective, I don't think that my parents ever pressured me to like, ha, like talk to people or like get a girlfriend or something. It, it's a it's an awkward thing to experience with them.
1: Yeah, I've never. I'm the same as you. My parents could not have cared less if I had a boyfriend or not. They probably didn't want me to have one because they were like, God bless the soul of the human being that has to deal with Jill. <laughs> but um, I've had friends, like some of my closest friends, that have parents that found it pretty important to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And I never really understood that because I feel like that's more drama and your kids around less. But I don't know. I'm not a parent, so I don't get it. Right. Also, we're pretty young, so I don't think it's really that so important young. yet. So, we have so much life to live. <laughs> yeah. So, the so in regard to your first real relationship, uh, yeah, I had a few in high school. They were just terribly awkward, like you're saying. But I know you didn't date anybody in high school, right?
0: No, I did I I went on dates, which were horribly awkward because i <laughs> and it was not on their part it was 100 percent me all the time
1: well yeah yeah
0: i mean that just comes with going on a date with you yes
1: no yeah just <laughs> but i've been on a date with you and, and anthony <laughs> i know how it is <laughs> you just sit there and you're like hey man you like chipotle <laughs> i got a gift card 50 dollars <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I, under- I can actually remember my first date, obviously It's not like I'm 80 years old and I can't remember But uh, my first date is a good story uh, I was picked up by said date's mother And she drove us to the movies And we saw the Avengers, the first Avengers movie And that <laughs> was the first, like, Marvel movie I'd seen And the date was insignificant, but the movie was very good Did,
0: her, did his mom kick the back of your seat Whenever you guys would, like, put your arm on one another?
1: No, she dropped us off, and then my dad picked us up, which was just the worst situation <laughs> imaginable. Uh, that was a huge mistake. I should have waited till I was able to drive to date. That's just the
0: truth. Yeah, I honestly, as soon as I got my permit, I thought I was going to be so cool. I'll be like, I'll roll up in my Honda Civic, pick up a girl, <laughs> take her to the movies, and then the first date that I can remember going on in high school, I was just like, okay, I'm going to take her to the movies. It'll be great. And then I get in my car, and my car doesn't start and then I get on the road and I'm stuck behind this like huge 18 wheeler and then I'm late and then the movie started and I'm like oh well we can't go see that movie because it's already halfway through so we went to see Frozen and it was uh. just, and I just felt miserable about it and I never talked to her again. <laughs> and it was all my, my fault. dad
1: <laughs> This let's circle back to the story about my dad finding out that I had a boyfriend. Anthony was my boyfriend in college. Um my uh, my dad was questioning me then who is this kid have you gone on dates with him are you official or have you just been dating him and um i said dad we've been on dates and he was like where where do he take you to a nice restaurant blah blah i said no the movies that was anthony and my first servers. date <laughs> then my dad would say oh yeah i perfect <laughs> um and I said, no, we went to the movies, dad. And my dad is this, doesn't, like, get in your business about relationships at all, but he firmly believes that movies are not a good first date. Because oh, you can't, no, I disagree. I actually, I, okay, my dad says you can't talk, you can't have a good conversation. Really? And, and But to me, first dates are awkward no matter what, so having, like, conversations here and there like you can at the movies instead of having to fully focus on each other for two hours a stranger you don't know that's the best case scenario for me
0: but I think that scenario of like being present with one another with or where there's no distraction you really uh, get to know the other person
1: here we go presence <laughs> is
0: key Jill you gotta be present with one another
1: I know but first dates are just the worst put your phone away Yeah, but, I mean, that's okay. We can agree to disagree, because I'm right. It doesn't matter. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. (laughs) I just, first dates are just tough. Honestly, the first, I don't know, first six, seven, eight months of dating are pretty tough. (laughs) No, just kidding. Yeah, I don't really have any other significant stories from high school so much uh, with dating. Um, My roommate has a really funny story. She once said... (laughs) She told me that This is the true epitome of dating in high school She said she told Her boyfriend in high school told her that he loved her And she said I love you back And then she said she regretted it So she took it back like an hour later <laughs>
0: Well was she like I'm sorry can I have that back please
1: <laughs> Well I asked her exactly how she delivered that And she said She said something along the lines of I don't think I meant that I'm really sorry <laughs>
0: She just sent him but a you picture know, of an Uno reverse card
1: <laughs> but to be fair, you have to give her respect for the fact that she she said no. Yeah, I mean
0: that's that is the the bluntness and the most straightforwardness that I would
1: Yeah. I remember a boyfriend in high school, he said I love you entirely too soon. Like absolutely there's no way this child loved me. <laughs> and it was like within the first few weeks and he caught me off guard and I was just like uh <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what else to do. I'm just not straightforward enough to t- say thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're savage if you do that, but it's gonna lead to some hurt feelings. Right? Yeah, it's feel not like.
0: gonna hurt. That's not gonna end well in the long run.
1: No, you're probably right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, those those are some of our antidotes from our beginning days. But that's not really what we want to talk about, because neither Nick or I were we got enough game that we were really had a lot of good the dating stories. Came. Uh, yeah, uh, eh, well, mm, probably not. Well, I mean, I would
0: say, I mean, if we're going to move on to, like, college and stuff, I would say that my one and only and significant relationship did not end well for me, and I get made fun of a lot for the way that I handled it. So <laughs> I started dating this girl, and uh, things were going really well. I met her through a mutual friend, and... <coughs>
1: Tinder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Yeah, I, I met her through my roommate's girlfriend And this was like my first dating Not me No, Andy Shout out to <laughs> my sports take oh, Not my sports take <laughs> But uh, yeah, I met her through a mutual friend And we went on a couple dates And started dating a little while afterwards And things were going really well I was enjoying it I was. I really liked her And then I started to have these feelings Where I was just like Is this really what I want? Am I like I'm too big of a coward to say like to tell her how I truly feel about things and I was like I was really bottling a lot of stuff up and um this this goes to my point that like when I was in college I wasn't fully I didn't really know who I was per se enough to Mm -hmm. put myself into a relationship where I was going to be 100% for somebody else because I was just too afraid to speak my own mind and then I took the coward's way out and I moved to New Hampshire for a little while, and I threw my phone (laughs) in the river and just never talked again.
1: I mean, if it makes you feel better, I moved to Arizona to get rid of Anthony. It hasn't worked. (laughs) He still calls me. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I mean, you started coronavirus
0: to keep him locked in his house.
1: Also, to be fair, um, uh, you know what? If your first relationship has worked out, then you are... The golden standard of relationships because I think your first real relationship is where you make your mistakes and you learn from it right, that's that's, that's just the truth true. and you have to I hate to say it I I remember my mom used to say this whenever I was um, in late high school or late high school early college I was, I was dating this one guy and we, I went into college dating him and my mom was always saying something you know you have to date around to figure out what you want and to make mistakes and I always was like well, mom that's kind of silly because I like this person I'm not going to dump him just to date around right. but I completely understand her perspective now and if anybody's going to take that stance it's my mother because my parents dated in high school and then they broke up for like four years and then they've been married for like <laughs> I don't know uh, 30 40 50 100 80 years oh, I don't wow. know <laughs> <Happy anniversary. laughs> but my point is that sh- she kind of experienced that for herself and she knows yeah and um, well I mean I experienced that I stand too. by that like, but you can't force that kind of experience It just kind of naturally right, yeah,
0: happens 100%. Like, I, I wouldn't have said to myself Getting into the relationship Oh I'm going to break up with her several months <laughs> exactly. later And know exactly what I want and what I don't want But that's well, kind of I- what happened though
1: I also think you can easily be influenced by your direct situation, because even if you are the type of person that says, oh, I don't really care if I have a boyfriend, I don't care if I have a girlfriend, I'm just going to let it happen, because I'm pretty sure I can say confidently, that's you and me, we're both like, yeah, I don't really care if I'm dating someone, if the situation presents itself, that's great, but I'm not going to chase it, I think that I can, I I think I can speak for you and say Mm -hmm. that's kind of your stance. Oh yeah, 100%. Um. Well, I know that when Anthony and I had started dating, and about the point that you and your girlfriend had started dating in college was kind of when Anthony and I had hit our sweet spot, so we weren't awkward anymore, we weren't new, and we also weren't kind of like fumbling around trying to figure out how to make the relationship work, so we were in a good spot. And even if you don't didn't see it, I think even subconsciously you see your roommate Date someone and be happy. I think it can rub off on you and make you more open to something you might not have been originally. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. Like I, I would see you guys. Well, of course you guys would be over all the time, and like I would always yep. have to interact with you guys against my own will.
1: You wanted to <laughs> hang out with us? Are you kidding me?
0: Hey, if the invite, if the invitation was there, I'll be there.
1: <laughs>
0: Where's the party? But uh, not where you are. <laughs> but no, I, I can agree to that. I, I wouldn't say that your relationship. In, like a hundred percent influenced my going out to find somebody but i think i was able to look at your guys' relationship and say like okay like they have a really solid relationship and i like that's something that i can look at and say like this is something good i want something like that too someday but then at that yeah. time i was just like okay the opportunity presented itself my roommate's girlfriend was just like hey this friend blah blah blah. not blah. me no.
1: again not me <laughs>
0: she set me up and we started dating and I was happy and I felt like like she would be over when you guys were over and we'd be like hanging out and I can remember you said that it was like weird seeing me in a different
1: yeah it just it just like it wasn't you it just seemed it was partially it was just weird to see you in like a romantic kind of way but also it just didn't really feel like you because I think something that Is really incredible about Anthony and I is that it's speaking for myself I am completely my fully weird self around him if not dating him has made me so accepting of how weird I am and I only can know that because in my past relationships obviously growing up you know you act a little differently to kind of conform to what you think the other side is expecting and so for Anthony, he was the first person I dated that I was like, oh, I, I can completely be myself around him. And that's why I was like, okay, this is probably a sign that it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And um, then to see you dating somebody and it your first, like, serious relationship, you weren't really yourself and it was just kind of weird. You weren't as goofy and, um, you know, right. well, blunt, <laughs> candid, <laughs> cringy.
0: But the thing, like, I, I agree to that. And I, I feel like in my head I was just like, Oh yeah, I can be myself around her, but then I just never would because I was too afraid to see what would happen. I just I didn't feel I felt comfortable, but at the same time I didn't want to express express it.
1: Yeah, yeah, but that's okay. That's that's probably still like I said, natural for a first release. I'm not hating on you. I'm just yeah, saying this. Nick, just wait until I give you my comments on this feed, <laughs> this episode after. <laughs> no, but honestly, that wasn't hate. It was just kind no, of an right. observation I, I had. Yeah, I agree. So, you know, Nick and I like to talk about ourselves a whole lot. It's basically a game. When him and I have a conversation, it's like who can talk can about say themselves the more. Most. <laughs> Pretty much. And but you know what? We get it. You guys are sick of us even though you haven't heard from us in 16 months, but no, we like to give you a little bit of our personal life and how goofy it is, and then we also like to talk about kind of our opinions on things. That's what this is. Nick and I somehow don't agree on, like, anything. We didn't know it, but somehow we actually don't agree on anything, so we like to talk about kind of hot topics and stuff. So why I wanted to talk about this and romantic relationships is not because of my plethora of past relationships, a.k.a. three. I actually, like, I really love rom-coms, and I'm a huge fan of um, romantic Because I don't really mean those books in the grocery store that have, like, (laughs) Juan Pablo shirtless with, like, long hair. I just mean, like... El Diablo. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Maybe someday I'll transition to those. But anyway, I'm a huge sap. If I see a video of a wedding, I'm crying. On Facebook, if I see a bride walking down the aisle and the husband's crying, you better believe I'm... (laughs) just a mess <laughs> and so I'm a big fan of romance and love and which is kind of interesting for someone who's not very romantic but I think this is a pretty good hot topic because uh the truth is is just dating has changed so much over the years and whether you like the changes or don't we kind of wanted to talk about it a little
0: mm-hmm. bit and I think it's interest like it's an interesting perspective you're very into like romantic movies romantic books things like that and where I am I don't Watch those kind of things, and that it doesn't really pique my interest, but I do like I like the psychology behind it. I like the uh, like the way that people view these kind of movies and things and i and I went into a little research to look at like why people like these kind of things. What's so entertaining about them, you know
1: oh, that's cool. It's probably gonna make me look like an idiot, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean that's a pretty good transition because I love rom-coms um, like I said and um, who doesn't love a nice love song and uh, a book and a movie and a TV show and stuff like that but right. I mean the, the truth is is that relationships in the movies are just not real life that's that's just the truth right. so something that my roommate kind of brought up because before we started this topic I wanted to pick her brain a little bit um, she said that something that she thinks is goofy in the movies and stuff is that movies make it seem like your relationship is your whole world and everything revolves around it. And it's kind of cynical and typical to say, that's not real life. You know, the honeymoon phase doesn't last forever. That's not really the argument she was making. She's making the argument that people in, forget that you have to do your laundry and you have to go to the dentist, and you have to go to work, and you have to cook yourself dinner, and it's not all, like, rose petals and romantic music being played and champagne. And even though the movies make it seem like a relationship is your whole life, mm-hmm. you live so much of your life without said person all, like,
0: lovey-dovey. Right, and I and I think that media and movies have such a huge impact on the way that we think, and it, I feel like it'd be so easy for someone to look at a movie and say like that's what I want that's my ideal relationship Mm -hmm. that's what love should look like and it's like well Mm -hmm.
1: yeah I don't really know why people think that because you're right people like you know you look at a movie and you're a tv show and you say that's the kind of relationship Mm -hmm. I want well let's let's talk about the structure of a rom-com let's just take a step back it's an introduction and you're meeting all the characters and then the couple falls in love and it's building up and, and their relationship's great and then there's like this secret that you know is going to come out eventually and then you reach the climax of the movie and it's a huge deal so then the couple just doesn't talk to each other for like four weeks and it's a huge fight and they run into each other in the rain and then they kiss and make up yeah, and, and that's
0: the credits. It's, the credits roll right after
1: that and you're, you're crying yeah. you have stale popcorn in your lap and you realize how alone you are that's the end <laughs> of the movie well, the issue with that is that to look to a relationship like that I call bullcrap because why would you be looking to a relationship where their communication is so poor that they don't talk to each other for like weeks on an end and then they meet each other in the rain like, in the middle of a you... field exactly <laughs> and you're wearing a white like a really yeah, pretty white summery dress and the guy is shirtless and you're running towards each other in the field of daisies like it's beautiful <laughs> but my point is that if you, like, took a step back into most of these rom-coms, I can't even think of examples right now because I'm so jazzed up. Um, <laughs> and if, these, if said couple just communicated a little bit better, they would be a very stable, loving couple instead of, like, really high highs and really low lows. Mm-hmm. That's my
0: point. Right. I mean, I mean, movies only give you what people want to see. What people want to think is what love looks like and that kind of goes into my point about like social media and how Mm -hmm. people present themselves is like okay you're in a relationship and you post every good picture on instagram just like oh we're having such a wonderful time here in italy like blah, blah blah and you're on vacation you're always happy and you're showing people the side of you that's happy but nobody really knows what's going on behind instagram right
1: it's so true it i mean it really is and as i say this kind of to be a jerk but do you want people to post a picture of you with tears streaking down your face because you just got in a huge fight with your boyfriend is that what you want yes Nick? i want
0: i want people to be i want people to be transparent i want people to be real i want you to post on facebook well she took the kids again they're all <laughs> they're moving out west there we go i'm putting on twilight i pay the child
1: support <laughs> got a bucket of popcorn hey, i
0: got twilight don't on you hate on
1: twilight don't you hate Nick I'm I'm gonna just stop you in your tracks right now there's such thing as a guilty pleasure
0: and if that's one of the most realistic love stories I've ever heard
1: you know what I love that movie the first time I saw it when I was like early in high school and every time I watch it to this day I still get chills I love that movie (laughs) I don't even care. The haters can hate. I'm an educated young adult in a professional world and I like Twilight. I said it's it. Okay.
0: There's nothing wrong. There's no judgment here. <laughs> no, oh, but back boy. to your social
1: media. <laughs> I mean, you're 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 right about the social media. I I just kind of laugh at you cuz I'm kind of like, well, Nick, what did you expect? Right. No, you I, want I, to ha- hate I agree with
0: that, but I feel like they're like people aren't as transparent as they could be, but I'm not saying to go on Facebook and talk about your divorce (laughs) or your...
1: (laughs) I mean, to be fair, there's this one picture of Anthony and I, when he came out and visited me in the fall, this fall, past fall, and we went out to the science um, center and they had the mummy exhibit, and (laughs) I remember... (laughs) like uh, I don't know 115 degrees in Phoenix and Anthony was driving my car he parked in the parking garage like a mile away from the science center so I was already grouchy as is because we're walking in this heat and he was probably grouchy too and he said something that was like a tiny bit sassy and immediately I like my head went in a full circle and I was like did you just ask me <laughs> we were walking down the streets of Phoenix to get to the science center in a full-blown fight because I was just irritable from the heat and I was just like you're gonna fly 2,000 miles out here and have an attitude with me just get right back on the plane and go home blah 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 and then in the museum like we were fighting walked in the doors and then I was like oh, interesting mummy. That's interesting. (laughs) And then, you know, we leave the museum and then I'm like, what did you say to me?
0: (laughs) Well, that's, I mean, that brings up another point, too, is like, imagine somebody is in a fight like that and then they're like okay wait we need a picture for instagram and then they go to like a cactus or something and they take a picture and put like i'm having the greatest time visiting my girlfriend two thousand miles away and then you post the picture and then you guys are screaming at each other again
1: <laughs> i mean poor anthony he's so sweet as can be and we were talking about that the other day and like i think it's hilarious and anthony said something along the lines of i don't want that to be your memory of the trip like i'm really sorry you remembered that <laughs> but it was just Funny. (laughs) But, I mean, you're right. It is very stereotypical. You only see the good. Right. And And there's not a lot of
0: movies or shows that do capture the the real.
1: Right. And that's why I want to give a plug to the show that inspired me to do this episode. It's called uh, Modern Love on Amazon Prime. Oh my God. It's so good. It's made me cry. It's made me laugh. It's made me angry. Um, (laughs) Pretty much. It's It's like, uh, it's essentially what you're saying, Nick. It's the real. It One episode, it's a bunch of, uh, it's it's different people every episode. It's like Black Mirror. It's like the romantic version of Black Mirror. (laughs) And one episode will show a couple that broke up and gets back together five years later. One couple, one episode shows a woman trying to date and she has terrible bipolar disease. One episode shows a couple getting divorced Mm -hmm. and what they're going through and I think it's of this era recently that it's more in social, um, not social media, more in pop culture to show the real a little bit of relationship. I mean, think about *Marriage Story* that movie that just came oh, out. Oh yeah,
0: with Driver.
1: Adam Driver, my man, <laughs> my hall passed <laughs> and. <laughs> For all the listeners that don't know, um, I would probably give up my pinky for Adam Driver to kiss me on the cheek. I love that (laughs) man so much. (laughs) And uh, I was hoping that Anthony likes Scarlett Johansson just because she she plays the other lead in that movie. And I was like, well, if I sit there and watch a movie because I love Adam Driver so much, and Rosser likes Scarlett Johansson, he can't get mad at me. (laughs) Good point. But anyway, you know, it won all. uh, I think it won a bunch of awards. It was pretty hyped up in social media, and it shows the real pain of going through divorce and. If I remember correctly, the couple didn't get back together in the end. It's pretty real. Mm-hmm. So it's kind, of, it's kind of like modern love. And in pop culture, I think people are more accepting of, you know, the movies that show the real stuff. Right.
0: I mean, I've been watching a show, too, on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen the show You.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> but uh, Yes, only, I read the books. I've only watched the first 15 minutes of it. And it just seems like this guy is just like a really nice, honest guy to be in love <laughs> with a girl.
1: Oh, you're making a joke. No, I've only I seen like, the first
0: 15 minutes, so I don't know what happens after this.
1: You know what? You remind me a little bit of, like, Joe.
0: <laughs> the first 15 <laughs> minutes of Joe, I hope.
1: No, all of it. <laughs> Start to end. Watch the rest of the series. Okay, I will. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's another thing I, I can't stand are stereotypes in relationships. I mean, like, the stereotypical stuff that's at TJ Maxx that says, like, Mr. and Mrs. Always Right. Or you, Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, like the stuff that you says, should...
0: like, this isn't a house, it's a home.
1: <laughs> well, yes. That it's is annoying. It's in the same aisle. <laughs> Pretty much. It's in the, like, home goods aisle. <laughs> but my point is, like, the, so the stuff that kind of has, it buys into the stereotypes. And then couples take, like, engagement photos holding these coffee mugs and stuff. And they think they're really cute. And I'm, like, thinking to myself, I mean, yeah, it's kind of funny. But also... Well, doesn't it kind of make you feel like gross to be holding a mug that says "Mrs. is always right"? Doesn't that annoy you? Like I don't want to fall into the stereotypical, you know, nagging wife mm-hmm. and mm, I'm always right. But you know what? Maybe I'm just not married. I don't understand and the truth of the matter is is that the wife is always right. Maybe that's the cold hard truth.
0: I mean, I I I, th- I think it's interesting that you like propose these roles that people can fall into and I I don't think that one like in one marriage that might or like relationship that might be okay that this girl takes this role that she's always right mm-hmm. and he's always whatever
1: mm-hmm. but
0: um i've been taking a course in uh, marriage and couples counseling and what i'm starting to like learn from like these theories and stuff is like as a counselor in these situations the couple is the expert in the uh in the session so like whatever mm-hmm. a couple proposes to you that's their reality whatever they say that that might be their relationship and that might be what makes them happy.
1: Hmm, I never thought about that. So maybe
0: these stereotypes actually help their relationships.
1: Maybe so. I just um I don't know. I just don't I personally in relationships I've been I don't like the I don't mm-hmm. like the stereotypical nagging woman role. Like, you know, you see it in movies and and stuff like that and um I don't like it in the sense whenever I have to ask Anthony to do something three times like saying did you book your ticket to come out here for April yet? Did you book your ticket? I hate it. And I'll get mad at him and I say, I hate when you turn me into the nagging girlfriend because mm-hmm. it's so stereotypical. And I think that's what I don't like.
0: But I, I just think it's interesting how when when we were coming up with this podcast and then we started talking about how movies and TV shows influence us, and then the next category we talk about is roles that movies and, and TV shows that have influenced.
1: I mean, you're right. It, it probably feeds into that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, um kind of like some of the other points i had jotted down like jealousy and who's making the first move and i mean i was watching um the rom the rom-com um he's just not that into you have you ever seen that i have not it's pretty good it's like it's a rom- it's a classic mid-2000s rom-com but it's goofy because they're actually telling different characters in the show or in the movie are saying listen, he's not into you. He's not answering your calls because he's not into you. He's not asking you on a second date because he's not into you. It's none of the fake stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, it was this one girl, the main character, and she really liked this guy. And they said, well, when are you going to see him again? She goes, I don't know. I'm going to wait for him to call. And it's so stereotypical for the guy to have to make the first move too. I don't know if you feel any pressure from that, but that's also another stereotype.
0: Well, I mean, I feel like that's the part of... Part of me part of the reason why like I haven't I've only dated one person seriously is because I don't see myself in that role where I have to to go out and force myself to talk to people I think I feel mm-hmm. as though things come naturally and I'm mm-hmm. patient enough to be like okay if something happens it happens I'll i'm I'm open I can talk to people and if if I feel some kind of connection with someone then I'll go with it further but I'm not trying to like play that role of I'm the guy I have to go search for a girl pay for all the dates do all this stuff Mm, be that mm -hmm. stereotypical like male figure i guess
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and if you aren't if you continue to be patient and you wait and nothing pops up you can move back home and live with your Mm -hmm. mom
0: thanks Jill. i know (laughs) i think joanne
1: joanne would approve of that (laughs) (laughs) that's like when i was talking to my parents the other day and i said you know, I'm being completely honest. It's pretty unstable economy right now. We don't know what's going to happen. You know, if I lose my job I get laid off, can I just come home until I figure out my next move? And my dad was like, oh, of course, whatever you need to do. And my mom in the background was like, oh, God, please, no, I can't do it again. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, I think the real meat and potatoes of this conversation, Nick has been dying to talk about. <gasps> oh. He doesn't want to talk about real love. He doesn't want to talk about romance talk about and how Rose and Jack were meant to be together and the Titanic ripped that love away from each other.
0: Well,
1: we have to talk about Nick's topic. First,
0: I want to say a quick how-do-you-do from our sponsors. My sports take and Nick the Barber. This is a pretty crazy <laughs> time that we're living in. There's no sports i know what you're saying how are we supposed to get high quality sports content if all the sports are gone well my sports take is doing all of these fun tournament brackets with like logos from different teams he's keeping you entertained in this dark dark time give him a follow at my sports take jill i got another haircut like a week or two ago
1: well i can't tell because your camera cuts out the top of your head well I don't know what your hair looked like before because it's been months since we did this first episode. It looks
0: great, and I want to thank Nick the Barber for cutting it for me. He has told me that just because the country is on pause, that does not mean that he is going to pause himself, and he's going to keep cutting hair. So if you need a haircut in this dark time, follow Nick the Barber on Instagram. He'll cut your mug. So uh, the topic that I wanted to talk about, um, something that I get pretty fired up about, is uh, dating apps. not just dating apps like mobile apps, but, uh, dating sites too. And just a disclaimer before we get into this, I am not saying that dating apps are bad. I'm not saying that dating sites are bad. I'm just saying there's pros and cons, and I feel like people have to be in the right mindset, the right intentions for wanting to use these mobile apps and dating sites. Um, Jill, I'm curious what, uh, before I get into this, what your first reaction, what your, uh, kind of what your opinion is about dating apps
1: okay so i think for a little perspective i'm pretty sure i'm right about this i don't think <laughs> either of sense. you <laughs> i don't think either of you or i have ever used a dating
0: no site. i'm very anti-dating apps
1: Okay, well, you weren't supposed to divulge that yet, but... Surprise! I'm so excited. Surprise! Nick the Grinch with the heart the size of your pinky finger doesn't like dating apps. Who knew Nick didn't like love? (laughs) But, um, yeah, so my opinion as... And, again, the reason I brought this up is because you or... Neither you or I have ever used a dating app, so it's completely unbiased opinions. I see nothing wrong with them. Mm -hmm. I think it's uh, utilizing today's technology... To make connect more connections meet more people Um, I think it's essentially what you said you need to know your expectations before you go into it so if you're going into an app that is known for hookups don't be expecting to find the love of your life I would say but if you are going on a website that you are paying for to find a romantic partner then you can know what you're kind of expecting. But I actually am pro-dating apps and stuff like that because it's like I said, I love love in any way that people can connect to each other. I think that's a wonderful thing, and I think it's very hard to connect with people um, outside of college. So I am pro-dating app, case in point, done.
0: Nice. I disagree.
1: What? (laughs) Surprise!
0: (laughs) But I disagree in the sense that um, I feel as though dating apps make things simpler in this time, I feel like uh, you can reach more people now than ever before, but I feel like it's taking away from what my personal opinion is of dating I feel like dating is not easy and dating apps are simplifying things they're making things easier and um, one of my big criticisms of uh, these dating sites is that they put such an emphasis on physical attraction, so when you're going on Tinder Bumble, Grinder farmers only. The first pictures that you see are the person, and it's their most flattering picture of themselves. You don't get to see the details of their their biographies until you swipe left or right on them. You don't get to see, uh, you don't get to talk to the person until you swipe right on them. All you're getting is that initial first picture of that person.
1: Yeah, no, I I really don't know, but I would assume most people tend to um, take the side that dating apps are bad, but I'm not really, I'm not sure, unless you use it. But I feel like the people that use it are probably like, ah, oh, Tinder, you know how it is. Right.
0: Well, I mean, that's interesting, because I wanted to get your opinion, and then we got my opinion. Um, I feel like a huge part of how people decide whether or not to use dating app is their uh, their mentality, their, mm-hmm. their idea mm-hmm. of if they say, like, okay, I'm going to use Tinder and I'm going to find a relationship. Then if they mm-hmm. have that mentality, they're probably more likely to find a relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. But if
0: they're going to use Tinder and say, like, oh, I'm just looking for a cheap connection. I'm just looking for someone to talk to or hook a hook up. up. Yeah. yeah, then that's probably what they're going to get. So mm-hmm. the one study that I found talks about why people use dating apps. What are their motives? What are their attitudes towards it? And what are the characteristics of people that use dating apps? And how do these things influence each other? How do attitudes influence motives? How do characteristics influence attitudes, etc.? And um, the two theories that they proposed uh, were the gratification theory and um, the reasoned action theory so the gratification theory is the idea that we look for satisfaction in certain areas when it comes to like social media and things so if we seek documentation or social interaction we look to apps like instagram to document our pictures and talk to people and if we seek hookups or quick little relationship that you can just talk with someone that influences how you choose a dating app or a social media site And they used this theory to kind of reason why people chose the motives that they did. Um, So the top reason for using these dating apps was that they were interested in having fun. So it was more Mm -hmm. of a fun thing, kind of like you said, like you love love. I feel like that could be fun for some people, is just to talk to people in a a different environment or in a different perspective where people's Mm -hmm. attitudes are different. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I don't know what you have to say about that.
1: Um, Well, the first thing that kind of comes to my mind... something that you have a distaste for is the fact that it's the physical connection first and you're seeing what someone looks like physically before you get to know them Mm -hmm. now my counterpoint to that is what you're proposing is that people don't use apps and websites and they meet people organically so in a bar out in coffee shop out in public but what's the first thing you notice about someone is what they look like um, I know I understand you're saying is that you see the most flattering picture and you know it could be altered and blah, blah 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 but you know what you go on the first date with somebody and they can just lie out their butt about their job and where they live mm-hmm. so I I think no matter if you're meeting somebody via a bar on a Saturday night or um, a dating app you don't really know someone's true self until you get to know them like spend more time getting
0: to know them right. anyway and I think that yeah. it's interesting if like two people meet spontaneously in an environment where they both of them do not have the intentions of Mm -hmm. wanting to date one another and then they form that connection that relationship where they can just talk to one another without that thought in their mind like okay this might be something and you really get to know that other person
1: well that kind of makes me um interested that you say stuff like that because that's such a rom-com idea yeah i know it sounds movie that you meet somebody and you just hang out and, but subconsciously, I think, I don't know the science behind it, but I bet there is some sort of science that subconsciously, your kind of hormones and chemicals, depending on which gender you're, what gender you're attracted to, kind of even when you're just talking to somebody, I would assume, I would think that right away you kind of have an idea. I would date this person or I would, or they'd be my friend. I think on a subconscious level, if when you speak to someone, you meet someone for the first time, your gut tells you
0: one way or Yeah, it's like, the this other. is somebody that I would want to keep around. This is somebody that I want to avoid at all costs. It's like you...
1: Or this is this is someone I'm attracted to. This is someone I'm not attracted to. Right. No, I think that I f-
0: goes f- through a lot of people's minds.
1: I think you and I are in a little bit different situations where you, um, to, truth be told, you have this romantic I- idea of how people meet. And I know you're, you're in school still you're in grad school you um, before all the corona happened and everything you were occasionally on a college campus mm-hmm. and um, I think maybe you're not quite at the point in life where you realize how difficult it is to meet people, whether that's friends or significant others. It's just so hard right. to make connections outside of college. Sure. And I, I can
0: remember you talking about how like moving out to Arizona or moving up uh, taking that big jump out west, You think, Mm -hmm. in your mind, you're just like, oh, I'll just find, like, some kind of social group Mm -hmm. and meet them, and it's it's easier said than done.
1: Right, and my one friend recommended I join, like, Facebook has groups, and you can join groups, and I tried my first one, and it's a hiking group, Mm -hmm. but lately they've just all been fighting with each other, so I've given up on groups. Which which trail's better? (laughs) No, they're, they're fighting about... It's uh, because... too hot
0: outside. I don't
1: want to. <laughs> well, right now everybody's fighting because uh, the only thing you can do outside, like for activity, is to hike. Right now, so oh, a lot shit. of people are out on the trails because there's hundreds of trails around here, and it's these non. It's like what at St. Vincent College, if you are a business major but you went and studied in the science building, the science majors gave you stink eye because they were like, "Get out of here." You know what I mean? It's Maybe you don't know. Did you study in college? I don't know. Maybe no. you don't know. I don't even think I had a major to be honest. <laughs> but that's kind of what hiking is. It's like all these uh, fake people coming in and hiking, and the Facebook group is in turmoil because some people say it's great, people are coming outside, and other people are saying, "Get out of here, you don't belong yeah, here." It's like we had it so, first. I pretty hate much. That mentality. Yeah, I do too. But um, yeah, and then the only other thought I had about your points, I mean, you have interesting points, and I can see your argument behind it. I just don't agree with no, them. It's perfectly <laughs> I, okay,
0: I guess.
1: <laughs> but the third thing was just that I know it a big point of the study and what you've lent a hand to is um, how these dating apps lead towards hookup culture mm-hmm. and it feeds into the hookup culture and pop culture has made hookup culture better or more acceptable and hookup culture is of the age now and my argument to that is I don't know if it's true but I'm just going to go out on a limb you know what our grannies were out there, like, in the hookup culture, too. Oh, it was just no. more hidden. Oh, yeah. The hookup culture has always existed. Our generation just brought it out not to light. Me, I think. Ma. Or the, gener- the the generation above us has made it more acceptable. But I'm saying people have been hooking up since the beginning of time. Right. And, and so I'm not surprised that hookup culture
0: is more... It's just now that more... the world's a more connected place, things are more visible, you can see things more. But I feel like the world is kind of the same place that it was... 50 60 years ago just more connected
1: yeah you're right you're absolutely right about that and I think um I believe you told me a part of the study was people are less committed because like there's less commitment is that correct so
0: um well the thing is they like people's attitudes towards apps they looked at people that don't use dating apps and they looked at people that do use dating apps well they found three general attitudes that both of them had mm-hmm. And, um, people that didn't use dating apps saw people that did use dating apps as being desperate or Mm -hmm. that using a dating app would make themselves seem as though they were desperate. Mm hmm Um, and... I
1: can agree. That's a perspective I think I have involuntarily adopted. Right.
0: But I think the uh, key part of that is, like, you, you could see yourself as being desperate for doing that, but people that do use dating apps find it more socially acceptable. So the people that don't kind of have this mindset that they're going to be judged, like mm-hmm. using a dating app And when really that's not the case because dating apps are very popular uh, Right it's a big People are on it are like
1: hey man welcome to the party Right
0: but I mean like I, I too Hold that uh, that mindset That if I use a dating app that's taking the Cheap way or the easy way of finding Someone which right. I mean that's just A personal thing for me which isn't going to change
1: But to be quite truthful In the end if you find someone that Allows you to be yourself and you're happy It doesn't matter how you met them Right You know, if you're in a healthy, like, good relationship, it doesn't make a difference if you met him on the street corner in the middle of the night or if you met him, like, on eHarmony, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, I mean, I just
0: feel like it'd be so weird if you were just at someone's wedding and you were like, oh, how they meet, and they were just like, oh, they met on Farmers Only. They were talking about the (laughs) the stock of corn. The uh, (laughs)
1: Farmers Almanac. (laughs) I mean, I I I can see your... Your thought, But to me, I think you're like a little, you're like 10 years too late. I'm, I feel as though that's what people thought 10 years ago. Yeah. And now I think people are like, hey, man, I don't care where you met. Yeah, love is love. Love is love. But, I mean, I, I see your perspective. I also, I think that's the big thing that I have kind of curiosities about is that I think our generations get a lot of hate because we live in sin and we don't get married and we move in with someone and blah, blah, blah. But, and I think it's like with dating apps people seem to be less committed as well mm-hmm. but to me I don't see how that's dumb because look at our parents and how often they got divorced how
0: dumb
1: they are <laughs> I mean our generation probably sees these bad divorces and has decided that's I'm going mean. to wait until I commit mm-hmm. Yeah, it's expensive, it's painful, it's stressful I don't know my last three divorces were terrible the fourth one was fine though
0: (laughs) he took the kids and posted on facebook and moved out west
1: it was great i got a nice vacation then i had to fly out get the kids bring them home
0: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah well that actually brought up another point the whole idea of commitment this was i wanted to jump back this was another reason why i don't like dating apps is that what are the odds that the person that you're talking to on this dating app isn't talking to like 20 other people also on the dating that's a big number probably like probably pretty slim you think so
1: yeah they're probably talking to a lot of the odds that they're not oh, okay. they, they probably are talking to a lot of people yeah that's what I meant well you're an idiot <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't go words good
1: <laughs> I, what was it, what did you say earlier uh, I, I says, says, I, says to her, I says hey beauty <laughs> I says
0: to her no but yeah what are the odds that the person isn't talking to multiple people at the same time
1: right and it's like the same argument i've been making just to play devil's advocate is what are the odds that the person that you are that you met in the coffee shop isn't dating three other girls at the same time and my argument was just it probably hurts worse if you have a in-person relationship with said person and then you find out they're Mm -hmm. dating other people if you if you find out that someone you're talking to on tinder is talking to five other girls you're probably like hey, man, I'm talking to six other guys,
0: who cares? Right, but just think about, like, people that are truly looking for a committed relationship, and they have, they they meet someone, and they're really into it, and they find out, like, oh, this person is talking to five other people. It's just the idea that you as an individual are so replaceable, so disposable, it it makes, it can really hurt your self-esteem. And I, there was another article I was reading about self-esteem, but I don't remember it per se. It had a lot to do with, like, how dating apps have increased, like, rejection culture and disposability Mm -hmm. and how Mm -hmm. people can just be thrown out like that.
1: I was going to say that. That is a good point that I didn't really see until I started talking, is that the fact that um, you think it's not a big deal if someone you're interested is talking to six other girls at once, that's kind of morphed our opinion on relationships, because that is a big deal if someone you're invested in is talking to a bunch of other people at once. That is a big deal and it's hurtful, and if you don't think it's a big deal because you're used to it because these apps well things have changed then mm-hmm. so I, I can see that perspective it's it's definitely made things more casual is what i that's my overall conclusion i would say things dating is more casual yeah,
0: casual it's faster it's more available to people
1: right but you're right there's probably worse I mean it sucks going through a breakup where you get like a full on you dated someone you were invested in them, you get your heart broken, it sucks. It's dark and it's sad. And but you go through it and you get over it in a few months. But probably this cycle of getting ghosted and rejected on Tinder over and over and over, that's something that can last mm-hmm. for years Especially if you a, have the, the a cycle. To
0: someone yeah someone with I don't self-esteem know. Maybe going in there and getting rejected right. all the time.
1: Maybe the conclusion we draw from this conversation is even if you and I don't agree, it's just when you enter into these sort of things, you make these choices, you have to have a good understanding of yourself Mm -hmm. and what you're expecting and how you're going to be affected by all of this. Right. You know, if you go into Tinder Tinder and you're looking for a hookup and you find a hookup, that's great. you fulfilled your needs. If you go into eHarmony and you're looking for a hookup, you could hurt somebody. Sure. You know,
0: if you go I I also want to say that that's... Not always the case. Like there could be, you could hurt someone on Tinder just as much as you could hurt someone on E Harmony. It's just the percentages are probably better for E Harmony finding right. a committed relationship.
1: Right. I understand. I think maybe the conclusion, how we summarize this episode, how we summarize every episode, is be true to yourself and know who you are as a person and what you can handle. <laughs> right.
0: And the thing, the, every like, if we were gonna wrap up, the thing about the relationships is, you are the expert in your if you if you're in a relationship. Or even if you're not in a relationship. You're the expert in what you know and what you want. So mm-hmm. don't let us tell you this is what a relationship should look like. You're the expert. And right. in terms of and- dating apps, you are also the expert. I'm not saying that you shouldn't use dating apps. I'm not saying that we look p- at people differently because they use dating apps. It's a free right. country.
1: Listen, we're so... like so unqualified right. Nick has an ounce more um, of knowledge than I do I am just disgustingly unqualified to be talking about this
0: stuff but it's okay because just it's so all you guys eliminated. know
1: <laughs> yeah and you know what if there's one thing I love in this world well there's two things beer and opinions <laughs> <laughs> which order so uh well depends on the day <laughs> but my point is that we're Nick and I are just here to have a good time and entertain you guys with our stupidity yeah, so and what it a doesn't time make a, entertained. It doesn't make a damn what we th- it doesn't make a damn difference what we think. So It doesn't make a darn difference <laughs> a what darn we A darn diggity
0: dang difference.
1: <laughs> My point is that if anybody ever sees Nick's Tinder uh, profile, if he's if you ever come across a Nick Lent's profile on Tinder, please immediately alert the authorities not real. and the news. It's not real.
0: <laughs> no, it
1: is. And he's been lying to us.
0: <laughs> if you find me on Tinder, report it, because it's not me.
1: Uh, first, message him and get him a little flirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that's pretty much covered, exhausted my um, opinions for the night.
0: For sure. So, so yeah, we want to thank everyone for for uh, bearing with us in these long, long weeks. Dark times. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I mean... We'll keep them coming You'll get another one probably by summer I would guess
0: <laughs> Well if I mean if we're at the current rate I mean the time difference between the last episode and this one Was like 5 or 6 weeks So if we double well, it we can shoot for 12 I don't know
1: I mean I was busy I was sleeping under my weighted blanket Right I was so... busy too well, And I, and I, I have know. been
0: coughing a lot so I don't know what that means
1: Everybody stay safe out there Stay healthy Wash your hands You know, Hang in there we'll get through this together Be
0: there for one another
1: yeah, on Tinder, on eHarmony, yeah. or in the coffee shops in the middle of the rain. Um, after you've had a terrible day at work, like Nick thinks. Yes.
0: <laughs> Life is a movie. So. Live it up. On that just- note, uh, we're gonna end the podcast. Uh, thanks again for everyone for listening. Uh, stick with us. We're gonna keep coming out with more episodes. Thanks, Jill. Thanks, Nick. No.
1: Also, has anybody else got Animal Crossing yet? Nick's trying to
0: convince yeah, someone me. someone please him. add me on Animal Crossing.
1: No, I'm still on The Sims. Leave me be. <laughs> Bye, guys. See you next episode.